0: Give a heck and listen to the in black and white. Show.
1: <laughs> so my name is Lenny Escobar. Uh, I'm the black guy.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Who are you? I'm, I'm I'm Cody Moulton. So the other guy doing the show. I'm the white guy. Uh, Makes me think of uh, the dentist. All right, because we all love the dentist and we like to think about the dentist regularly, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love, think- love the dentist.
1: I love the dentist. Here, I was just thinking about like, wow. Dentists
0: Yeah, I was I was too, I was like, dentists, man I, I could really use a, a drill on my teeth right now Yeah, I actually could really yeah.
1: use a drill on my teeth right now
0: Welcome to the In Black and White show Where we just try to have natural conversations about life And the gospel of Jesus Christ I am one of your hosts, one of them, uno of them Uh, Yahoo! that's it as far as languages go for me I guess Uh, also in is French I'm a host I'm a co-host of this In Black and White show you're listening to it right now (laughs) this is where we talk about the gospel on the In Black and White show Mm -hmm. I'm a host I co-host the show yeah who do you co-host with who co-hosts with me who is that Lenny Escobar welcome
1: that's thanks me thank you I've never been on the show before
0: yeah, that's why I welcome you. Yeah,
1: yeah, thank you. Like, welcome. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, it's it's a pleasure oh. to be here. I'm really grateful that you had me on the show.
0: <laughs> yeah, really appreciate you taking the time to come out and do this again.
1: <laughs> yeah, because we took a gap year again.
0: We did take a gap week
1: or uh, gap week. Sorry, I said gap yeah. year, but that's okay. I think I was,
0: I was trying to move past it for you. So yeah, that's, that's all, all right. Idiot. I like to.
1: I actually like to deal with my own problems. Thanks. Out
0: of the file and into the frying pan. Do, uh, what is that from? I don't know. It's from all sorts of things, but Good. Gandalf says it really dramatically in the Hobbit movies.
1: That's true. So just let him say it. You don't need to say it anymore.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I Should realize where you're going with that. Anyway, you ever you funny. ever
1: squint your eyes and there's a di- you like see different colors?
0: Uh, that would be called hallucinogens. I don't, oh no, I don't no, know. no, uh, that's
1: no. You're thinking of you're thinking of allergens.
0: Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So sorry, whenever, well, hay, whenever hay fever rolls around, yeah, I start seeing, like, colors. And...
1: Well, that's great. You should probably see a doctor for that, though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. You inter- I interrupted you. But you were about to say something to me.
0: Yeah, how you doing? Why did we miss a week? Sorry.
1: Oh, Oh, I thought we were moving past that. No, it's okay. You like to bring things up that aren't necessary. Yeah.
0: Um. That's well, part of, you know, making up for your sins. <laughs> And mine, oh, I, didn't, I didn't. Wow, I,
1: it was our fault. It yeah, our okay, fault. our fault, our fault, our fault. Our fault. Mm-hmm. Um, it was good. It's been it was a really busy, really really busy week last week. So I apologize everyone for causing you to miss a, to to miss an episode of of this wonderful show. But I'm grateful to be back. Um, it's been hectic. Just I've been working a lot, um, managing everything through the COVID era. Uh, went I was actually most Recently, last week, I was at marching band camp for a high school that I work for, and it was awesome. We wore masks the entire time and played through masks, and it was it was hot, but we got through it, and it was great. So, um, I'm lucky to be teaching those kids because they are wonderful, incredible, incredible musicians and incredible
0: people. So, yeah, I am sorry yeah, you, that I missed if the if week for here, but if you're not familiar with band camp either, it's uh. It's a lot of work.
1: Yeah. It's lotto work, like like lotto, like L O T T O.
0: Yeah, like lotto money. Yeah, but work instead. But work instead. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah
1: it was yeah. good. It, uh We did not do a lot of marching itself, but we did do a lot of playing, just getting the kids better on their instruments, which I think is the point of being a musician. Anyways, is to be better on your to be better musicians and to be like the point of music class and music is to be better people. So better musicians equal better people in my, in my humble and professional opinion.
0: Yeah. There you go. Yeah. I I second that in my humble and, um, professional.
1: hmm. You are a professional musician.
0: Eh, Not professional. Uh, Okay. What's the word? Yeah. Uh, Starts with an A. (laughs) <laughs> uh, piece a uh, piece of crap uh, it's,
1: <laughs> it says a piece of garbage
0: trash yeah G- garbage
1: <laughs> um it's amateur amateur is the word you're looking for
0: amateur uh, i don't like that uh, that i don't like that semi no. semi-professional how's about just a bro
1: no i like semi-professional
0: all right all right I'll take it a- well, anyways
1: right. how, how how are you doing we'll continue without without
0: i'm good I don't have an excuse i texted you late last week on like Friday. I was like, oh, forgot that we're doing a show sometime. So I don't even have an excuse. Yeah. So anyway, thanks for coming to the show today. Uh, we're going to go ahead and jump into the next section here. Would you rather? Would you
1: rather, would you rather? Cody. Oh, man. Would you rather only be able to drink through the tiniest straw, think McDonald's <laughs> like um, flurry flurry, like the, the, the first type yeah. of straws? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or the only like way the that you were straw. or that you only yeah, the coffee straw, or the only way you were able to drink was if things were poured on top of your head. Uh, like, like, as in, like it, it was, it was splashed into your mouth.
0: It was, it was poured above you.
1: No, no. So, like, it always would drip down your face. So, like, you every time you drank something, just splashes of it would go down your face, uh, would go down your like, clothes. Like
0: you have, like you have to hold the cup like six inches away. Yeah,
1: right. yeah, exactly. So, would you rather okay. Would you rather drink through a tiny straw, like all liquid, through a tiny, tiny straw that you barely get anything out of, or it just always spill out of your mouth as you drink.
0: Well, no, I don't know if spilling out of your mouth is part of it here. You, yeah. You just said spilling above you. Well,
1: oh, you're right. I'm sorry. Yes, you're right. This,
0: this... So, so initially I was going to go with the little straw, you know. Um, but I also realized I hate that unless I'm drinking hot cocoa that is about 4,000 degrees Celsius from the gas station down the road. Mm-hmm. Um, but think how good... You would get at drinking out of a cup from six to twelve inches away from your face.
1: So I guess to clarify it, just for everybody listening, it's like drink out of a tiny straw or waterfall. Your everything you drink.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, That's what I mean. Yep. So I think give me a year, and yeah, it's going to be a rough year. It's going to really be a a little bit of strain on the marriage. um, I think, (laughs) but. uh, But uh, after a year, man, I tell you what, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be in McDonald's. It's gonna be like watching a, a magic show, <laughs> just, just just drinking a, a, a basic plastic cup, you know. Just that's not really good with COVID going on, though. Yeah, fun, yeah, man. that's that's
1: true. But also, you have to think about like hot drinks. Like, how are you gonna drink a hot drink? <laughs> <laughs> water falling it, like you like your four thousand degree yeah. hot cocoa. You're just, you're just, you know, you're caroling. You're carrying, <laughs> You're just you're just yeah. holding this mug full of boiling hot chocolate as you're caroling, and then Ugh. and you just like <laughs> lift <like>, it <laughs> and pour that's it. That's true.
0: <laughs> My face will probably be wrecked after a year. But, yeah.
1: Um, for yeah. me, yeah. what about you? I'm gonna go with a tiny straw. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because as much as you will get pretty good at it, and plus, the only thing that would be the worst to drink it is water. I think that's the only thing that would be really bad really annoying to drink out of because you know you're thirsty right and you're like been running and you're like can only sip through this little tiny straw but everything else is not a, that big of a deal to drink that tiny straw out of
0: yeah 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 i mean yeah i mean yeah if you're you know
1: i mean you can drink you can drink the only thing that would be a nightmare is like a thick smoothie
0: yeah, you did. You'd have to wait till it melts. Yeah, you can only drink
1: a liquid smoothie. And then,
0: and then the moment like a little piece of fruit gets stuck in your straw, it's over, man.
1: Oh man, that's true. Oh, I didn't think about that.
0: Me, I'm getting either like a little, little <laughs> tiny chunk of smoothie I don't want, or I'm getting the whole thing at once. <laughs> yeah, you're
1: getting. It's just going. <laughs> it's going right down on your face. Oh man, it is. It, that's, that's a. That's a. That's a no win altogether. Just yeah. both of these.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, I'm glad we picked something different. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's it's about time. Yeah, it is. Welcome to the In Black and White show, everyone. Where we do things different. Yeah. This time. (laughs) All right. Uh, So we'll go ahead and jump into the meat segment.
1: Black to business.
0: Yeah, today we wanted to talk about, um, you know, I guess, what's the best way to say this? Standards? Is yeah, that...
1: maybe like, yeah. I think we can we can start with standards.
0: You had a good word too, sacred routines, mm. or f- good phrase that you said you got from your bishop. But mm. anyway, the, the the point of 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 this conversation, just it's been on our minds lately, is just the the power and the role that standards play, or morals, your own basic set of morals, or your code of beliefs. Um, how that uh that shifts and then manipulates your way of thinking um and ultimately your dest your spiritual destination and uh is that a good way to sum that up yeah i think so so i mean okay so when we talk about standards what what comes to mind to you lenny because for me it's the standard of youth booklet or whatever they give you as a as a, as a kid but i know you joined when you were 19 i don't know if you really had one of those
1: Uh, i mean i did um i I studied the for youth for this for the strength of youth uh booklet pamphlet thing uh specifically to get ready for my mission um yeah
0: yeah so is that what comes to mind for you or is it something else Your standard um oh
1: um i think uh of late something else comes to mind um, you kind of alluded to it earlier on called sacred routines. It's a phrase that my that our bishop in our ward uh, uses often. Um, he has a really unique uh, approach. So uh, a little background on this. Uh, well, first off, I just want to say so earlier my definition of the standards was really like what you hold yourself, what you hold your your personal self to. Meaning, like, what, what level or what uh, value do you hold on your actions? So, for instance, like, we, we believe in, and I'm going to speak for myself, I believe in uh, the, the standards of the church, which basically are, like, the values and some of the specific values of the church, which, for one, come from the scriptures Specifically, uh, newer scripture, Doctrine and Covenants, Doctor, uh, Doctrine Doctrine Covenants eighty nine, which talks about the Word of Wisdom. That's a standard, but also standards of, or like the the certain value um, that I get, like the the type of media that I consume, uh, the type of language, type of actions I choose to con- to to engage in, those types of things. yeah, um, yeah. but I've come to think. Lately, there's, it's become a little bit more, um, more involved for me because of the ward that we're in. Now, to give you a little background, my wife Lydia and I are members of a a young a young married student ward, which just means it's. Uh, I think they're prevalent in really higher population member population areas, uh, especially yeah. with uh, uh, younger uh, couples. So there's a family ward which has families of all shapes and sizes through it, um, with older kids, older people, younger kids, you know. But there are special, cre- specially created wards, much like a student ward. It's just a bunch of young single adults. This ward is made of young, recently married people with young families. Uh, if because uh, there's like a, it's like you move on to a family ward when you're your oldest child. Um, becomes eligible to attend nursery or sorry to attend primary or maybe it's nursery
0: it's nursery i would i thought think i can't don't, I don't imagine you have a nursery in your maybe you do i don't know yeah we
1: have a nursery because we have younger kids oh, when, we, when we were going to church in person we had a nursery well, so i think it, it i think is it is primary. i think it is primary yeah so when your kids yeah. reach primary age which is about four i think four three three <clears throat> yeah so, Not that I'm counting. Right.
0: <laughs> um, yeah. So, Not that we're going to church right now anyway because of COVID.
1: Yeah. You have be prim- a primary at your Not house. Not very often anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyways, so this ward is specifically for younger, younger, recently married, mostly m- recently married people. Um, One of the things about it is uh one of the, the our bishop has a very unique way of, of going about it at least i think in that his goal is to prepare us to create and maintain eternal families and he understands a very a uh, unique principle which i think uh is the basis for uh, spiritual activity in the gospel and i'm not talking about the church i'm not talking about the church i'm and that's how you use this phrase very specifically spiritual activity in the gospel, because I think that's mm. much different and much higher, and those are what he calls sacred routines. Mm. Now they are not standard for everyone. Then they, you see, you see what my my difference is: is that <clears throat> there's not a specific thing.
0: So These are more like customized. Yeah, it's
1: a, it's a customized.
0: Based, based on your experience with the with the Holy Ghost and and what's effective for you, or something mm-hmm. along those lines.
1: Exactly, and they look different. Like you said, they're customized, but they also look different for every individual person in in, in every individual marriage and every individual relationship. So, w- which is pretty cool because then it becomes it becomes a matter of what is, of developing your own sacred routine. Because my sacred routine, my uh, Lydia and I sacred routine, is much different than your and Chelsea's uh, sacred routine, yeah. but the principles are the same. So, the okay. time in which <clears throat> yeah, cool. go
0: ahead. should we share should we share our routines maybe is oh
1: absolutely, it? yeah, that's fine
0: yeah. uh ours is um and again, this isn't to say, hey, this is uh a, a good way to do it, necessarily for you, but just uh just some in insight onto some of those routines, but every day, um we wake up at different times because my wife teaches really early in the morning, um, but when she's done teaching. We get together, we chat for a little bit, and then we, we bust out the Come Follow Me. We read a, a section in the family section of Come Follow Me for the week. We read that, we discuss it, and then we pray, Then we go through a whole day. And then at the end of the day, every single day, I don't think we've missed this. Well, we've only missed it a handful of times in four years we've been married. We, um... Uh, we ask each other what our testimonies are for the day. And the point of that is we want to encourage each other to think of something intentionally that uh, stuck out to us in a spiritual mindset that was insightful to us in our spiritual progression. And we share that with each other. We do it every day, and then we pray, and then we go to bed. So that that's our routine, which is... Um, for the most part, probably somewhat uh, somewhat familiar, I would say.
1: I want to point out a few things about what makes that a sacred routine, um, and and the ways that we're learning it as, uh, in in my ward. Number one, is it is something that you and Chelsea have developed, uh, have developed with the help of the Holy Ghost. So it works for you, and and I noticed that uh, that I noticed that it involves prayer. It involves the scriptures and it involves um togetherness like you you are together that's not to say that every sacred routine needs to be like that um it doesn't a, a sacred routine um is not necessarily like the things that it's different than maybe a personal routine for example like we have a personal a personal uh a, a something that we do personally is read the scriptures and pray to heavenly father by ourselves i mean that's part of our sacred routine but We don't necessarily have to read. I mean, it's a good idea, but sometimes you don't necessarily have to read together through the scriptures every night. Maybe you do read Come, Follow Me. Maybe read a talk or something like that. It's customizable, like I said. Um, So mine and Lydia's is actually, um, it's a little bit more broad. So one of the things that we always do, um, uh, and I also think this is also another customizable part of a sacred routine is it's This is one, is our weekly sacred routine. So we always have a sacrament. Um, we're blessed to be able, that I'm able to officiate in a sacrament in our home right now. <clears throat> so we always have, so we always, every Sunday, um, we always wake up together. We always get ready for church together. We always um, listen to um Sacred music that gets us, uh, lets us uh, uh, get in the mirror, the spirit of of the Sabbath. Then we always we always do the sacrament. We always uh, read re, or, um, <clears throat> sorry, what is it called? Listen to the talks that were given in our ward. We always and then we always take some time to talk about what we learned and how we can apply it to the rest of our week. And then we always make sure that we're doing something together on the Sabbath, right? Like always something that is. Uh, wholesome recreation
0: um,
1: uh-huh. now that just sounds it sounds like that's how you should worship on a Sabbath anyways or well, I don't know I'm not trying to make it sound like we we do the best oh,
0: no that's a good structure though
1: but what I'm saying is that that is our routine and I think that yeah. uh, and that's our I guess that's our that's our weekly Sabbath routine that helps us feel closer to each other it feels and feel closer well, to Christ
0: and, and it's intentional yeah. You you could you could tell me the pieces of of your routine, right? Mm-hmm. And uh and, and that's a that's a good insight to hear that uh, you, you guys have one that's really heavy on the Sabbath uh, to carry you throughout the and not to say that, that you don't have other sacred routines like right. you said, but that uh that's a good a good insight. Not to mention the part of it being it doesn't all have to be like doctrine centered. Mm-hmm. You know, it could be it can be constructive. It could be like for me and my wife, uh, part of this, our Sundays is going over our goals we set. Oh, absolutely! Um, it's, it's also and our goals aren't always spiritual. We have a section of it that are spiritual, but we have a section that are personal, section that are uh, you know health related, whatever. And uh, that's a sacred routine because it is trying to improve it. It's it's again. The, the, I mean the whole. Our podcast is, is, is built off of the gospel and, and everyday life being mm. intertwined and benefiting each other. Right? Absolutely. So that's, I think, I, I'm glad you brought that up.
1: Well, I think what's really cool about it is that it allows us to choose what's important to us. I feel like that is why I really love it, is because then it forces me, is studying my scriptures in, in important to me? Because... If it is, then I'll make it part of my routine. It's not something that it's not like, oh man, I have to do this. So, and and maybe sometimes some days it is, but I think a lot of us, when we get to it, when we get to that part, um, uh, you know, especially as we, you know, for people who have who live with people or grow up with parents who are strong in the faith and that's what they do every day, you know, and they've already made that part of their family routine. When you leave and you're trying you're developing your own, you have to choose whether or not that's important to you. And I really yeah. like the reason the way that this is structured is we get to choose what's important to us as a family. You know, is is spending is the Sabbath really that important to us? Yes it is. So we make it we make it important to us. That becomes makes it important to our family. And then that makes it important then it becomes a very sacred thing when we invite people into it they get to feel the power and the, 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 the sacredness of that. And because of that, I really yeah. like it. I really like this routine and I have felt the power of it for myself and for our family right now, is that because we have this routine, we feel very comfortable inviting people into it so they can feel the power of it too. One of the biggest yeah. blessings that I have in my life um, is the, the ability to, to um, officiate in the ordinance of the sacrament in my own home because then because I'm authorized in my home to do so people can come to my home to receive the sacrament. And that is a really, really incredible gift and honor to be able to do.
0: Yeah. You know, and, and to to go off of that, um, to, to dig into this standard. So, so the sacred routines Mm -hmm. is, is really spirit, spirituality, guidance of the Holy Ghost-centered, customize, make something that works for you and your family, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, so that becomes a personal standard, I guess you could say.
1: I also like, want to add, on top of that, the sacred routines are built on existing standards. Yeah. I I really – I also want to say that, like, you can – it's customizable in the cha- in the, in the way that you can choose how you apply the standards of the gospel into your day. Um, yeah, but they're built exclusively off of those, those things. Sorry. Just, uh, yeah, it
0: can't be like part of my sacred routine is I'm going to, you know, I'm going to crack open a, a beer with the guys, you know, it's like, well, I mean, that's kind of outside the, the general standards we get with the word of wisdom in the church. right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, but yes, customizable within uh, um, the commandments that we've mm-hmm. been given. Yeah. Now, uh, about standards, uh, uh, more on the oh, um, uh, what's the word? The higher level look uh, the, from the from the church mm-hmm. and from the scriptures. Okay, um, I've I've, been, I've had the thought that so our our right now our our culture in the church is very focused on. Doctrines and policies. I feel like, and it, a lot of times people come back. To, well, it's just policy; it could change, or it's, or blah blah. It, it's 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 discounting, um, some of the some of the policies. And you know, with as times have changed and we've learned more and we've progressed as a culture, it makes a lot of sense. But I think there is there is an amount of of danger that makes us start to become casual with. Uh, standards or advice given from our prophets and apostles. Mm. And uh, it starts to make us feel like, well, it's the doctrine is this. And sure, the church leaders are saying this for the standard, but I can I should pick and choose otherwise. Right. And I want to be careful here because I don't want to say that. I mean, obviously, you should you should weigh everything against the doctrines and through honest conversation with the Holy Spirit. Um, but at the same time, we we also sustain prophets and apostles who have given suggestions in for strength of youth or in other places to help us uh, live worthy lives. Mm. And uh, I would say that as we progress in our in our culture <clears throat> and as human beings on this planet, generally. That uh, those standards have become more refined and more applicable over the years. They aren't the same as they were thirty, forty years ago, exactly. But the the principles are there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess what I'm getting at is is these standards. Um, it really it really can't become a buffet to us, where we can pick and choose whatever we want. Because ultimately, our sacred routines, our standards these things we adopt, these practices that govern how we interact with other people, how we, they're, they're going to guide your spiritual journey. Hmm. And whether you recognize it or whether you don't, um, what standards you hold yourself to are going to shift the rudder on your spiritual ship and they will affect your destination. And you might not see it now. You might not see a one degree difference um, early on. But uh, the standards are meant to give us that rudder and point it to the promised land, right? Mm, absolutely. And uh, the more we we change and we adopt and we discount what the prophets and apostles are saying um, for our own reasons and for our own justifications, um, and that's the same goes for spiritual promptings we get from from God saying, "Hey, this is something you should shouldn't be doing." Those are warnings to help us keep that rudder pointed the right direction, and uh, we live in we live in a culture that is just drenched in media and entertainment. And the reason I bring this up is because it can be easy to justify a lot of media and entertainment, um, even though it goes against standards that we we've been taught from prophets and apostles, maybe from the Spirit, and so. I think that's that's a big challenge of our generation right now is mm-hmm. navigating all of the media, all of the noise, and all of the sound and making our standards – making that fit within our standards instead of making our standards fit around that.
1: You mean like instead of making what we do fit our standards?
0: Um what we do should fit within our yeah, standards. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But our standards, That's what, standards shouldn't be molded by uh, the world or entertainment yeah. or whatever.
1: Absolutely. I think what happens is, uh, I think it's really important uh, what you just said there. Um, our Really, every day is made up of a little bit of tiny actions. Some of them are inconsequential. Some of them are very consequential, but they're made up of every individual actions every day, a routine, especially a sacred routine. um, helps us to make some decisions automatically. So um, there's only a certain amount of brain power that we have every day or that we have uh, like that we can use on decisions and the more the more brain power and the more i guess to say even more will we use to make correct decisions uh, or right decisions according to our values you know, assuming that we are members and uh, of the church and are trying to live by those standards um there that is less we have to we have to work less to make the same choice the next day so then those choices mm-hmm. they become routine they become automatic now that that kind of uh, Creates its own set of problems but it's better to deal with those problems of like you know making sure that the routine doesn't just become a routine but it becomes a sacred routine you know sacred to you
0: oh yeah right. we talked about that before too right about uh like it's it's still better to to go through the motions i think than to not go through anything right you know yeah. of of value well, I mean, it be- but it's not as valuable as making it sacred and, right. and intentional. Right,
1: exactly. Um, but uh, to, to continue with what I was saying is that every time that we make those decisions, it becomes easier and easier for us to make them. Um, and then on the converse, the every time it becomes easier and easier not to make those decisions. So if we consistently, because of that, our decisions make our destiny. Right, even in this world, especially, and especially or no in this world particularly, and especially in the life after life to come is our decisions um what we choose to act on determine a lot of what's going to happen where we want where we're gonna go, uh where we're facing which direction we're headed in the in the life to come so I think yeah. that um uh I think you're absolutely on you've nailed it on the head that our Decisions um, are a rudder. To, you know, as Elder or President, yeah, Elder Uchtdorf said in a talk, like maybe a couple years ago, about flying an airplane, the course corrections. You know, one degree, Mm -hmm. one decision made over a course of a period of time will continually inch your may inch your, your, the direction you're going at a degree in either direction, whether toward, you know, eternal life and and t- away from eternal life.
0: You know, it can right. and, it can, and he, it. it can inch it can inch in either way. And the immediate response it might not be noticeable mm-hmm. or even consequential. Right. But uh you know down the road it might it makes me think of uh maybe this is a good a good place to wrap up here but it makes me think of uh the dentist, all right? Cuz we all love the dentist and we like to think about the dentist regularly, right? mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Yeah, I love, love thinking.
1: I love the dentist. Here, I was just thinking about like, wow, dentists.
0: Yeah, I was. I was too. I was like, dentist, man. I I could really use a, a drill on my teeth right now.
1: Yeah, I actually could really use a drill on my teeth right now. Like, yeah. this would be
0: serious. Maybe this is a little close to home right now because so last December I went in. Uh, I haven't had cavities in a long time, and I like to pride myself. I take pretty good care of my teeth, and. uh I don't know what happened. I think. Oh, well, I know what happened. I hadn't been to the dentist in maybe on, on like eight years. Is what it was. Mm. Maybe I went right after I got back from my mission. So maybe it wasn't eight years. It's probably more like six, six or seven years. But so anyway. a period of time. Uh, a period of time had elapsed since I had been to the dentist, <laughs> and uh, I went. My teeth felt fine, and uh, you know the dentist looks at my teeth. Uh, gets done. He says, "All right, cool. Well, most of these are easy fixes." I'm like, "Well, let's 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 put, let's pump the brakes there, my guy. What do you mean, easy fixes? Uh, mo- most of these that would suggest there is an allotment that is larger than I anticipated. When you say most of, so that doesn't mean two. That means three plus, right? <laughs> um, so he's like, "Yeah, you got six flossing cavities and you got a cracked tooth." What the crack? Like a crack? T- how do you miss it? Anyway, um, so I had all these issues with my teeth that stem from care I hadn't been taking consistently for six years, right? I brushed. I flossed pretty regularly. Uh, not as good as I should have for a, a period of that time, but um, I also wasn't going to the dentist mm. to get that deep cleaning, right? Yeah. And you could compare the brushing and the flossing to our sacred routines, right? hmm To the, the standards that we live by every single day that govern every little tiny action we make. And going to the dentist, like taking the sacrament, meeting with your bishop. The big things that you do, you know, not as often. They, but, are, they aren't as impactful as those sacred routines might be, but they are necessary. Mm-hmm. And uh, anyway, without that, I ended up six years later with all these issues that uh, I didn't anticipate. I didn't see them coming, and we still caught them in time before my tooth cracked, and actually resulted in a lot of pain for me, um, before anything chipped off or anything like that. And so, I guess the, the point of all of this is 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 I would encourage everyone, especially myself, um, just to be careful with our standards and what we what we choose. Uh, to ingest and what we choose to justify because it, it will have an effect down the road on where you are spiritually if you notice it or maybe you whether you notice it or not
1: you know i would even go so far as to say it will have an impact on where you are temporally as well physically emotionally um and it may not be it may actually you know it may be nice for a period of time you know like where where your choices leave you you know where they where they take you, but I just also think about this is always in the back of my head. Um, from the scriptures, a scriptural warning is that, and I'm not saying that anybody is this. I'm just saying that wickedness is never was happiness, which just means that um, true happiness is found in the safety of God's law. That's really what is that's what I believe, uh, and I've seen it. A hundred plus and a hundred exponential times that that is truly the case in in very righteous lives um, uh, is especially the one of our Savior. He went through some really hard times, and he always chose to do the right thing. And he was ultimately crucified, and or ultimately, yeah, he ultimately was killed. But look at where he's where look at where he is now at the right hand of the father resurrected with a perfect body and he gets to be there for us and that's a privilege for him i really believe that that that's a privilege that he gets to be he gets to be our mediator with the father and i think that's pretty awesome
0: yeah that's a a good spot to wrap that so we'll go ahead and jump to our our next and final section here We do have one today. Yeah, I, I know. Yeah, you should. Do you have it or you want me to read no, it? No, I got it right here. Yeah, you go ahead and read it. My favorite part is the title of this. What it is, what it does. <laughs> in all, in all caps. No less. Um also the fact that Lydia's calling you out for the, you know, pleading for comments. <laughs> <laughs> uh So this is from Lydia uh, Escobar. Uh, Not to be confused with uh, Lenny's wife, but it actually is the same person. (laughs) Um, Okay, it's what she says. In the scriptures, there is often a principle expressed that, simply put, the Lord will protect you if you follow the commandments. It's said in many different ways, but one example is Alma 44, verses 1 through 4. Sometimes this sounds like don't ever have questions or a crisis of faith or else you'll die or more like god is only happy to protect and bless you if you are perfect in your faith. Uh, I want to say I know that I want to say I know that's not the case, but we're taught that heavenly father speaks plain truths and is here to protect our souls not our feelings. With this in mind, how would you respond to the harsher context of this principle? In your opinion is there truth to how I read into it or am I just reading into it? Da-na-na-na. Wow. What, do you think? what a beautiful worded question. Yeah, that's, that's a really good question. What do you think about that, Lenny? So, there's the two examples she gives, right? Don't ever have questions or a crisis of faith, or else you'll die. And God is only happy to protect and bless you if you are perfect in your faith. I, I think I also. I, oh. the, well, okay. No, go ahead. Go no, ahead. go ahead. What were you going to say? No, 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 no,
1: go ahead. I think I'd like to um, answer the second question or my opinion on the second question first. So can you read that again? The second question.
0: Uh, God is only happy to protect and bless you if you are perfect in your faith. So the pressure to be perfect to get blessings.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, okay, so the first principle, the first thing I would say is that um, God, Heavenly Father, blesses us regardless of what of what we're doing, like I I think that there are things that we do every day that um he that we are be we're being blessed for that we don't really recognize,
0: right? That we don't yeah we don't deserve we don't earn yeah
1: exactly and then we don't recognize that we are sorry go ahead
0: not that we earn a ton of blessings to an extent but there are there are laws to be met to. To uh, activate, blessings. Yeah,
1: oh, that's a good word, activate. I think that that's a really good word of saying that.
0: And the reason I don't say earn is because it's not like God is like, you know, speak, and I'll give you this treat. You know, he's not like that. Yeah, certainly. But it's more like, no, if you light a match and you put the match to a, a piece of paper, it will light on fire. That's not like a, oh, the, that piece of paper earned fire. <laughs> no, 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 it's like a law. Right. That, that happens, you yeah. okay. know? Yeah. All right.
1: And I think that's I think that's a perfect. Um, what I think is um, more uh, really important to understand too is that it's the 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 it's it's action behind. Okay, so sorry, I, I'm I'm just my thoughts are all wrapped up. So I think what I'm trying to say is that Heavenly Father. When we are attempting to use our faith, however small and however, however large or however small that is, He is able, and also happy. I'm going to use that word too, to bless us the uh, what, uh, uh, in the most amount measurable that we that He can, so that. I guess what I'm saying is, it's like if you, it doesn't really matter. There, I don't know if we are really able at this point being able to exercise perfect faith. You know, like he's only happy if we if we exercise perfect faith. But what I think he is happy about, and that those laws are activated when we, when we try to exercise faith, and I, I think that's the word I would use is attempt to try. To, um, to strive, to is st- my favorite yeah, word. to strive for that. So I think that the 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 perfect faith. We often, I think, we often really confuse, not really, maybe not confuse, but I think sometimes we misunderstand when we when we see these people that their faith did this right. We like we assume yeah. that their faith was so powerful, like that that they just like they just knew right, like just like oh yes, absolutely. Uh, The Lord is going to deliver me from bondage if I have faith. Like I know that from a surety. There are some people that did, but I think most people in the scriptures don't know that. But what they do know is if they try to have faith, that that will happen.
0: Well, and I think perfect faith is no faith. Perfect faith in the end would resolve into knowledge. Oh,
1: that's true. That's a good point.
0: So, I think the faith faith is never to, uh, never setting the bar of knowing something indefinitely, 100% with the perfect knowledge, right? Because mm-hmm. I, I, at least from what, you know, and uh, that's, that's kind of how that resolves to me. But there's a song that my wife and I listened to a couple times the other day, uh, on Sunday, getting us ready for the Sabbath. And, uh, it's called Trust in You, I think. And uh, oh, let, me, let me pull up the lyrics real quick because they're very profound about this kind of thing. Um, so trust in you lyrics. The chorus says, When you don't move the mountains, I'm needing you to move. When you don't part the waters, I wish I could walk through. When you don't give the answers as I cry out to you, I will trust, I will trust, I will trust in you. Well, that's a powerful... Uh, it's a powerful message mm. um, to say that, you know what? My prayers might not be answered how I expect them, how I want them, but I, I trust what it comes down to is I trust God. He, I trust that he will take care of me. And he might not give the answers. He might not move this mountain that I want him to move. I might not be able to walk on this walk through this water, you know, but I'm still going to trust him. And, and Lydia's question, you're, you know, pointing out that uh, there is there is some some scriptures that are pretty blunt, right? Mm-hmm. Like, don't ever doubt, yo. Or, don't doubt, are you tripping? Right? Yeah, yeah. But uh, I think whenever I see stuff like that that's it's, kind of harsh, um, two things come to mind. One is the culture of which it was said, and two is the truth to it. Um, and I think there's always a degree of that. And, and as much as as much as uh we'd like to call out stereotypes um the stereotypes exist for a reason right mm. doesn't mean they're right and that's the right way to look at people but it means there there's there's a there's a truth to these things right i also think like when you oh, see, sorry when you see something like don't ever like don't have doubts and people feel pressured that they shouldn't have doubts i think uh the focus is 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 lost a little bit that It's not so much don't ever have doubts, but when you do have questions, when you do doubt, where do you go? Do Uh. you go looking for validation for a way out of your faith, or do you go looking for someone to help you retain your faith, to hold on to it? Um, and, And depending on how something like don't ever have doubts is said is because some people might go, validation route some people might go the hold on to your faith route and it might not be the best phrase for everyone Mm -hmm.
1: Um, i also think on top of that there is a another uh, iteration of that i think it's also a promise in my opinion so that we we um you know like don't ever have doubts i think is also you can also add to that um is don't ever have doubts that won't don't ever have doubts because I can help you resolve them and I will help you resolve them. I think that that, that is really what the way, when I read it, it's like, don't ever have doubts, um, because I will be able to help you resolve them. Like that's that, mm-hmm. that like something when I see those, those phrases that are so powerful, so potent, um, because of, you know, the culture, like you were saying, and that sometimes the, the, the prophets had to be so direct in order for people to understand or at least to get their attention. You know, sometimes I think their language yeah. in the scriptures is there to get people's attention. So they're like, what What does this mean exactly? Or like, I like, you know, start, they start to question it. Or, and I even think sometimes that language is meant to help people develop their faith. Yeah. I, I feel that because there are some hard things in the scriptures, and I believe that they're there for a reason. And there's more reasons than one because God knows all things. He has provided a way from the very beginning. And some of those things that are hard are going to be hard for people to understand. And it allows them to choose. And I really like what you said there is where do you go? What's your intention behind it? Do you go looking for a way out? Or do you go looking for or do you have these questions because you want to stay in? And I think that's really the that's the key question. Because if you are looking to stay in, Heavenly Father is going to help you resolve those because he wants you to stay. If you don't want to stay, unfortunately, you're not going to be able to recognize the answers because you're already looking for a way out, and he wants you to stay. So he's trying to help you stay, but if you don't want to stay, then you're not going to recognize that answer.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a... Uh, you know, kind of what Liddy's getting at is the, I think anyway, uh, is is some of these things that uh, that we read that seem kind of black and white, <laughs> 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 despite the despite the name of our show. And uh, I, I, you know, one last thought on this, maybe. Yeah. And uh, I, I I I compare a lot of times when I tell people about leadership styles and how I personally react to different leadership styles. Mm. I had a bishop. Who is like a like a football coach kind of guy? Like, hey, get your head in the game, get your butt in gear, go the heck on a mission. It's going to be good for you. Quit screwing around, you know. Mm. And for me, I'm like, oh, that's a little little heavy-handed there, guy. Like, you, you might you might dampen the flame a little bit coming off that intense to my kind of personality. Um, but I had a friend in high school that he he hear a football coach or the, someone like this bishop throw down on someone and he would get so motivated he'd be like man I got to do better but if somebody's like really nice and nurturing and like building him up uh he just shrugs it off whereas for me I flourish under the nourish and the, the the more gentle guidance than I do the the football getting in your face motivator kind of thing you know mm mm-hmm and uh and so sometimes there are scriptures like that like don't ever have a crisis of faith. It's like, "Whoa, that's kind of heavy handed, you know? Some people that's going to hit them. They're going to go, "You know what? I I'm 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 going to try to not let this be a crisis cuz I'm going to go to God and I'm going to, you know, maybe it motivates them to to go to the spiritual sources for strength and for support." And uh at other times it'll be more more gentle. The point is God's going to try to cultivate these things to, to speak to us in different ways. And that, that's such a, go ahead, go
1: sorry, ahead. that's such a powerful insight that the scriptures were written for everyone, not just one type of person. You know, like they, yeah. there are things for everybody to, to, um, to, resonate with more than others and some of those things some things will be harder for people more people to resonate than others but it's all different you know and i think that's pretty yeah you know the heavenly father wrote the scriptures for everyone not just a certain type of person that's pretty cool
0: yeah yeah no, i'm glad yeah i'm glad you point that out and and you you pair that up with the spirit being the catalyst of focus right so you 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 read up on one of those things and it's going to hit you in the heart Absolutely. Sometimes you read it and you'd be like, "Nah, this, this isn't hit right. You yeah. Know, they have this... used to.
1: And and I actually think that that's pretty interesting to think about it is that the questions, the, the things that most, so there are some things in the scriptures that people will find that will like, I have a question about this. And there's other things in the scriptures that are people are like, oh yeah, I get it. You know, like done. Makes sense. Yeah but then there's other things that some people have like oh i have a question about this and other people the same other the other people are like oh yeah i understand that completely that's how it is and i think that and and i think that even transcends that um into it transcends into just how like maybe even temporal temporal issues that oh i have a concern about this and some people are just like yeah i get it but then other times like people are like Oh yeah, I, the same people are like, I get it, and then other people are the same other people. So I'm, you know, flip flopping them. They're like, Ooh, I have a question about this. And I, and I think it's pretty interesting that we can find that similarity, that different people will have different questions about about how things are said in the scriptures, about how things are said and uh, said by general authorities, and how things are said, uh, different doctrines are understood. Yeah, and it's just an opportunity for Heavenly Father. Like I said, and I really truly believe this: if you want to stay, Heavenly Father will help you stay. I think that that's that's like the number one thing for me, and 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 I guess regardless, he he will he will try his hardest to help you stay, even if you don't want to stay. He's gonna work really hard. But um, yeah. I think it's easier for him and for us if we want to, then he'll resolve those concerns, those doubts, and then we won't ever really need to have you know quote unquote don't ever have a crisis of faith although I think you're right excuse me I think you're all right that those are it's it's up that part is you know it's for a different person up for this interpretation of what that means for uh, a person reading it who's reading it as opposed to uh, a certain type of person reading it as opposed to another person type of reading it yeah um yeah. What was that
0: different people saying it too
1: yeah what was the, what was her first question
0: uh, did we answer that already I think I think we got it. I think it was more of a conversation starter that one.
1: Yeah. What What um, was it? Just Just to remind us.
0: Mm, 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 mm. Like, the the question was pretty much, how would you respond to the harsher context of the principle? Mm. That's That's the only real question. Yeah. There. Okay. The rest of it's context. Mm-hmm. But Lydia, nice work. You guys yeah. going for Jesus? What has it been like? Fifteen. I know, months, man. So that was spent that much. Spend that much time on a, on a, on a white, what were you saying? Yeah. yeah the, no, in a wall. Uh, absolutely. Thank
1: you very much, Lydia. Um, just to let yeah. you know, uh, I love you. And if you hear this on the podcast, yeah. <laughs> let, I'm um, let it, <laughs> Just want to let you know that, um, I'm right there with you. All
0: right. Thanks Lydia. Appreciate you. Thanks Lydia. Appreciate ya. All right. Um, it's not gross it's nice you said I'm sorry you're mad yeah I'm mad okay that's fine uh, we'll go ahead and wrap up <laughs> alright I'm just thinking of our uh, conversation earlier about political conventions yeah yeah sure yeah okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah thanks for listening to the uh, in black and white show everyone it's been a good time sorry we missed last week but uh, please reach out with questions like Lydia did you can email us at inblackandwhitepodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook and Twitter at IBWpodcast. So message us there. We'd love to hear from you, especially your thoughts on standards and your own sacred rituals uh, or routines. routines there sacred you go. rituals, yeah. So <laughs> sacred routines that you might have. But uh, anyway, have a great week. We love you, and uh, God's good, everyone. God is good.